0: This is the sound of small businesses owning it with Sage Accounting. Renovation, earned. Invoices, sorted. Clients work out, owned.
1: Expenses, smashed. Tax return, done.
0: Take control of your business with cloud accounting from Sage. Own it. Try for free at sage.com.
1: Welcome to the Honest Money Small Business Focus, sponsored by Sage. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. Welcome to Honest Money. I'm, I'm going to admit freely that I'm intimidated today. We've got a, a podcast veteran uh, and, and great, actually, content creator, Mashudu Madawa. He, uh, he'll, he'll tell you himself that he's an um, unemployed person pretending to be an entrepreneur and, and creator. Uh, I think that's overly modest. He's, he's someone who, uh, who, who does an incredible amount for the entrepreneur community. So, Mashudu, thanks so much for joining
0: Thank you so much for having me. I think uh, the unemployed pretending to be an entrepreneur was just a, a simple way to say, you know, I'm a creator slash entrepreneur, just trying to make something, build something, create something that can make a difference. Thank you so much for having me. Uh,
1: and, and, you know, as, a, as now kind of an old entrepreneur, I can tell you uh, creating something from nothing uh, is incredibly difficult. Uh, and, and I think, you know, people who have a job uh, you know in a big corporate or in government nowadays uh, you know they think it's easy uh, and and being an entrepreneur possibly the most rewarding thing we can do but but certainly uh, one of the hardest and most entrepreneurs when you talk to them 10 20 years later will tell you if they knew how hard it was going to be they probably wouldn't have done it but but would they change anything no uh, and and I, and i guess you're you're on that journey now
0: yeah. And I think like, I'm, I'm kind of early in my journey, right? And yesterday, I was reading an article about um, entrepreneurs slash startups that actually have very successful, you know, funding rounds or any sort of um, exits where the business gets bought or anything like that. The average age of them is usually around 39 years old. And I think the myth of just, you know, um, you're a young guy, have an idea, and everything just sort of works out overnight is so flawed, right? I think there's so much more of a journey to be, um, to be shared and so much more to be learned and taught to people about entrepreneurship, about building businesses, about what startups are trying to do. Um, I think that um, through platforms like this, we can have much more meaningful conversations about the realities. Of entrepreneurship and how much more difficult it actually might be, and how much more work it actually is as well.
1: And uh, and, and so, and, and you, you give me a neat uh, intro into my my first big question for you. Uh, and one of the things that one of the themes of of, of to- uh, content that you cover for entrepreneurs is about a community. Uh, and and I like the, the way that you say go deep and, and don't go wide. But but let's let's start with with basics. This is honest money. We're, we're, we assume we're all learning from scratch here. So 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 what is a community uh, for for an entrepreneur?
0: So to me, community is um, the biggest investment that any startup can make that no one talks about. Um, so it's building a base of evangelists of people that deeply care about your brand, that really care about your product, and also become the people that try and help you become successful without having an economic benefit attached to them doing that, right? So how do you get a group of people to believe in something bigger than themselves and align themselves around the idea of what your business or what your product is supposed to achieve, right? So there's many businesses that have done this, whether it's Airbnb um, and other local businesses as well, where they focused on building meaningful communities where people are coming together around ideas that are bigger than themselves, connecting with each other to empower each other in some way, and also just making sure to do this around a certain brand in order to grow the thing that they are building as well.
1: Uh, If I think about, uh, you know, just before we started recording, I was was having a a friendly fight with my, my producer, Steve, about Apple right because uh, I guess that's what you're talking about people who are committed to Apple and you know they think it's the best thing ever and they yeah. get no benefit uh, from from being such ra- raging fans bar, bar for the fact that they're they're in the Apple community and uh, you know they're in it and everyone else is outside yeah and I guess and that's they, what you're talking about.
0: Exactly. And I think, um, you know, you've seen people use the word cult when it comes to Apple, right? Because it really feels like you're part of something that actually extends beyond just what you're doing, um, how you use your phone, what, what laptops you have, whatever it is. Um, it goes beyond that. It's a mentality around a product that actually brings people together, but also empowers people to do more for themselves and the people around them um, in different ways. So I think that every entrepreneur, every creator, every startup, every small business should be focusing on this because people can copy, you know, um, your idea. They can copy the service that you provide. They can copy your product. You know, it's very simple to copy those things. It's very, very hard to copy your community because that's something you build from day one where, pe- where you, you start to pull people into, you know, the, the inner cracks of how you operate as a business, but also get them to believe In the vision that you have for the world because of the impact that your business is trying to achieve so i really think that making that investment makes your business far more sustainable and far more like robust in terms of brand love or like brand association or brand loyalty um, at a deeper level than say you know just getting people to be excited about an ad or anything like that
1: so, so you're touching on, uh, on, on kind of answering my next question a bit, which is, you know, how do I do that if I'm an entrepreneur? And, and what you're talking about is, and it's not just for me to sell my physical product. I'm, if I'm selling a physical product, what I'm also doing is selling values, ideals, uh, a, a way of being, uh, and, and, and not just a transaction. And, and, exactly. and it's got to speak to people in, to their heart, I guess, not just their head.
0: Exactly. And I think it goes down to um, the foundations of why your business exists, right? So the deeper the foundations of why you exist as a business, what is the vision that you see for the world because of the impact that your business will have on it, right? So the reality is everyone starts a business for a reason much bigger than just money. There are people that start businesses for money, but like it's very few and far between Um, it's mostly for survival in that situation. But people that want to build really meaningful businesses and like startups that scale to significant levels, they really have a deep and fundamental need that they want to fulfill. There's something that they want to change in the world that they've seen as broken. Um, They want to open up access to enable more people to have something right. So when you think about that as a foundation for why a business exists building a community is really just trying to find your tribe that really can believe in the same thing that you do right so for example um there's a business that believes in um opening up um commerce for small businesses in south africa right what they will do is fundamentally look for small businesses that can use their services yes but deeper than that is building a community around that by saying hey we actually have a means for you to connect with other entrepreneurs. We have a means for you to be able to help other entrepreneurs grow. We have a means for you to be empowered and enabled by learning new skills, learning new tricks, whatever it is. And it becomes so much more um, than just, hey, we help you transact through whatever you know means. It becomes always oh, this organization empowers me. It enables me. It educates me. This organization is deeply invested in seeing me grow And because of that, I'll be the person, I'll be the champion that goes into my community to find more people to say, hey, are you starting a business? You know, there's this one organization that believes genuinely in helping us become the best that we can be. How does that look? And we keep sort of building that community slowly, 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 until you get to a level where you really have like the space of evangelists, of people that are out there fighting for your success just as much as you are as well.
1: And I think it, you know, uh, it correlates a lot with investing. You know, people who who invest simply just to get rich, uh, and and to try to try and get rich as fast as possible, they they are the ones that get caught in scams all day long, because they they've got no deeper strategy, no deeper fundamental drive to what they're doing, uh, and, and so when you don't have a kind of a moral compass um, to to what you do, either as an investor or as an entrepreneur, uh, and, and no deeper drive beyond just short term rapid wealth creation, uh, what you find is you get derailed really quickly. Uh, and, and I think it's true for, for business and investing. I think it's, it's one of those things where you've got to say, what, what, are, what are the deeper motivations for why I want to you know instill the discipline in myself? Because you know that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Getting up every single day to start a business, to be an investor uh, is not easy. And no one's going to tell you to do it every day. You've got to do it yourself and if you don't have a deeper drive, uh, you know, you, you, you lose motivation or you lose, you lose direction and, and, and then you end up going nowhere really quickly. Uh, yeah, so, so I think it, it resonates.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I, I think I have a question for you, you know, like you mentioned earlier on that you are, you know, an older entrepreneur, a more experienced entrepreneur. What do you think has sustained you throughout that time?
1: Uh, I mean, for me, we, we started a, a, a financial services company, especially focusing on, on, uh, on helping people manage their money. Uh, and, and what what really upset me about the industry at the time, and we're going back to 2005, was it was a product selling industry that worked incredibly well for the industry, not for the people who were trying to grow their, mm-hmm. grow, grow their money. And I felt that it was, uh, you know, the, the whole industry was self-serving. So it was one of those where, you know, the, the the people in the industry were the ones flying the jets and, you know, and the big cars and their clients were the ones that were getting poorer every month and every year. And, and that bothered me a lot. And I, and I felt uh, there must be a different way. Uh, and if we're going to teach people to be financially free and that's our goal, then, you know, you've got to start from the ground up uh, and, and do it, you know, rebuild the whole way this whole thing works. Um, so, so I must say, you know, starting the business was incredibly hard. Uh, you know, we, we certainly didn't make um, money for a very long time. But but that that uh, moral kind of rage was probably what, what got me through the first three or four years and the absolute hatred of, of these big companies that were just there to look after themselves and, and their employees' bonuses. Uh, that, that bothered me a lot. So I can't say it was, uh, was a really positive emotion. It was just absolute outrage at, at, at how bad the industry was working and, and yeah. it's changed but, uh, but but that was probably the start for me
0: yeah but I, I'd imagine there's thousands of people possibly even millions that think that you know the, the that feel the same way that have that frustration that you know maybe the industry isn't working necessarily for the people that need to benefit from it and they can latch onto what you're saying like sitting here you know I'm thinking you know that's definitely meaningful and it's powerful. And I think a lot of people would feel the same. And that's how you build a community by communicating this vision, this this frustration, this possible solution and trying to get people to believe in it and organize around it to actually build solutions for it as well. So it's not just a passive, just, you know, I believe and you just sort of sit down and you never actually engage with it. You have to believe enough to say, you know what? I want to actually help in this cause to be able to change this thing in this, in this situation that's actually broken. So I think community is the beginnings of a movement to actually change the way the world works in some small way. So whether that's in investment culture, in financial planning, in small business um, management, whatever it is, you can build communities simply based off of those really, really core beliefs that you have. And I think that's an amazing one.
1: And I think you know, listening to you while, while we're going through this, it, it 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 strikes me that you have to do this with integrity. You have to be someone that says, uh, you know, these are real for me. These are these are core values as a as the entrepreneur building my community. Because you know, it's easy to assume that that people are stupid, and 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 they're not. Uh, and and you know they'll they'll smell uh, a PR spin very quickly, and they'll 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 pick you out. And and I think if you do this with integrity, uh, you, you know you can take people along with you on the ride uh, that, that you're on. And you can make mistakes if you make mistakes for the right reasons, people forgive you. But but yeah. if they figure out that you're trying to shaft them, uh, at, you know for your benefits, uh, that 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 community turns in uh, turns on you really quickly. And we we've seen that uh, around the world. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of Robin Hood recently. You know, they, they they kind of had this great community, and everyone loved them until they didn't, because they they, they felt Robin Hood were shafting their customers. And and exactly. you know, that outrage is uh, is palpable still. You know, I think it'll it'll yeah. burn them for a long time. And and you
0: think of a, of, of of the the core reason why people were angry—they felt that they portrayed their values right. So Robin Hood is one of those startups that openly communicates what they believe in and like transparency is a big part of it, right? So transparency, communicating with their customers, being in touch with the people on the ground and being able to empower those people to make their own decisions. Seeing how that community completely said, no, this is not okay. You guys cannot change the rules right now and forget the rules. You cannot change the values of the platform and therefore um, really break the the community apart, right? Because You've, you've set a certain tone for what this community actually believes in, how they operate and how they do things. And then when you go against that, that community can revolt very quickly. So I think it can also be a tool for accountability for the company to stay true to the values, the vision, and also the, the principles through which they run their businesses as well.
1: So, so I think you, you're making uh, one one powerful point here. Is this is not these are not paid people that you're paying or giving stuff to, uh, you know, material benefit to, to to be part of a community. This is this is taking them along the journey with you, uh, and 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 you do it from a place of good. In other words, you try and help, uh, and and as long as you're trying to help, you know, everyone can benefit. Uh, so, so it strikes me that someone starting out shouldn't be listening to this to say, "Well, I don't have a budget to go and pay a group of people to be my cheerleaders." This is not that. This is about saying, "I have budget to build my business. I can communicate basically for free on social media, if if nothing else, what I'm doing, and 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 you know, use the the, the few contacts I've got to to grow into more contacts just by." by, by g- creating the set of values and then use that to, to kind of g- create greater awareness. And the more free, honest cheerleaders you have, the, 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 the quicker this will expand. Uh, exactly. and, and I think that's a power point.
0: Yeah. And I, I always say um, that you can pay for attention um, every single social media platform every entertainment platform is built for brands to buy the attention of customers right but you can't buy community you have to earn that right so you can buy audience you can buy attention but you have to earn community and earning a community usually takes a lot of time but more so a really big vision that people can sign on to latch on to and really take action on so I really think that it starts from really refining why you want to do what you do and being able to communicate that to the people that really need to understand it so that they can actually jump on that movement.
1: So M- Mishra, we've, uh, we're burning through, through time, like i burn burned through money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I want to ask you, uh, you know, knowing what you know today and, and the, and the lessons you've learned uh, what would you say if you were able to meet your 18 year old self, uh, what would be the one kind of lesson you'd love to impart?
0: So I think, um, the biggest thing would be to stay true to yourself and be as patient as possible into actually realizing what that best version of that self is, right? So stay true to yourself at the beginning because you think you know who you are, but stay really, really, really patient In the process to becoming the best version of what that is and make space for that to 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 really evolve right so if you start off as so i started off trying to study accounting um really really tried to do it then tried to study economics really really tried to do it but every time um i just couldn't get through with it because i realized like the true truest self of who i was was an entrepreneur and trying to build things create things put things out into the world build communities, connect people. Those were the things that were really who I was. So it, it really took a process of patience and a process of like constantly, consciously working on who I want to become to actually realize that, re- that, that end point. And I think that unfortunately, the world has very little room for failure. But if you can find ways to really, really expand what that is, I really, really hope that you can.
1: I think uh, I think it's such a powerful point and and also to, you know to me you you should be incredibly stubborn about your core values but then really flexible about how you implement you know if something's not working it's no there's no harm in trying moving on and and adjusting all the time Uh, because that you know that is the way that that we find our path you know and i think that's the you know whether it be as people or as as businesses you know to to be arrogant enough to believe that on day one you've got the perfect plan and you just need to put one foot in front of the other and you never need to change anything you're you're crazy you know Uh, life changes all the time Uh, and and so you have to adapt but but what you shouldn't do is sell out your values and i think that uh, you know that's a huge point
0: absolutely So, so powerful
1: so on uh, on that note I'm going to I'm going to wrap up to Monsieur Madar thanks so much for for, for uh, joining us for, for for people that want more of his great content um, he's got a fantastic podcast uh, Mash Startup Pod uh, and and I follow him on, on Twitter Mash Startup uh, so, so uh, you know a huge source of content for entrepreneurs and, and creators uh, so so don't be don't be lazy go and follow and uh, and, and get the content thanks so much for joining us
0: Thank you so much for having me, Warren.
1: Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.